Welcome back to Gospel Music Buzz, where we bring you the best in gospel music and wholesome content in general. Today, we have the wonderful privilege, the awesome privilege of talking with the legend, the man himself, the Grammy award-winning gospel artist, the legend, Fred Hammond. Fred, welcome to the show. I like to call you hey, Uncle That's cool. <laughs> How you doing? I'm doing good. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, Fred. We're excited about Listen. this one. Thank you. Listen, Congratulations bro, on your latest release. Amen. Thank yes, you. it's coming out tomorrow. Yes, Surviving yes. It's coming out tomorrow. It's coming out tomorrow. Exactly. Yeah. It's coming out and we can't we can't wait to, to dig into that. And before we even jump into it, because I know we can't wait to talk about it, before we jump in, we like to start with at least one or two icebreaker, nothing crazy, nothing out there. But, you know, everyone is talking about, you know, coming to America, coming to America too. We're not going to give away any spoilers, <laughs> but I'm just going to talk about one. What's one of your favorite scenes in Coming to America 1? <laughs> All I'm saying... All the barbershop scenes. All the barbershop scenes are just You never met you, you never met Martin Luther King. I know he hit me in the chest. You never met him. You ain't, met, you ain't never met no Martin Luther King. <laughs> oh no, that's my that's my joint. I can't wait. I can't yeah, wait. Yes, exactly, exactly. I can't. I can't wait as well to jump into it. So now we can, you know, we can we can head straight into it. So, you know, we we know, you know, you you have about forty plus years. You know, you've done a lot in the industry. You've accomplished so much. So, how would you, you know, lighten everything else that you've done to this experience now with film, TV, and production? Um, you know, from the industry side, it's tougher. But from the passion side and the creation side, it's the same. You know, the way I used to feel about producing music, you know, when I was in my 20s and 30s and 40s, uh, I feel this way about film. You know, it's a, just, it's a step up to me because now you add the element of visual. Uh, I love it. So, Uncle Fred. A few days ago, you were on Rose Show, your co-host. She plays your wife in Surviving Williams. And you said to her, yeah. I haven't left music. I'm painting the picture before the song, right? And you said something you alluded to, I'm now giving you the reason why we sing, right? So tell us why that was important to you. Why was it important to make that transition to paint the picture of the song and give us the imagery? Um, I think that gospel music was done a disservice by the industry, the labels, uh, not, you know, I'm not here to bash anybody, but uh, by not allowing us to do concept videos. And I'm, I'll go back to 19, you know, I'm back in 1985 era, you know, they didn't let us do concept videos. They said it was too costly and nobody will watch it. And there's no place to stay. There's no place mm -hmm. to play it. And um I understood the business format of it, but it, it really hampered us. Um, and now we've grown up as a nation or as an industry of amazing singers with amazing control, with amazing vocal calisthenics yeah, yeah. And, 
and range, and, and we have that. But the culture itself is not moving forward like it used to be, like it used to. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, it's shrinking um, because you have more people that can do the same thing. Right. You know, but the biggest thing is people don't understand that you have to speak, music speaks to a culture. Uh, if you look at if you look at uh, Billie Eilish, okay, you know, kind of plain, you know, the white girl that's, you know, that sings, not a crazy Beyonce voice, she sings, but what she does is she she speaks to a culture of mm-hmm. girls who don't feel attractive, who want to feel like they fit in. Yeah. And there may be in that culture, 200 million teenage girls that feel that way that will download her music and listen to it. They don't, they can be of all shapes, sizes and colors. They'll listen to it in their room because basically she's just speaking to a bunch of people that feel the way she feels. And now the gospel music culture is speaking to a shorter, a shorter base. Uh, I go by some statistics, the Presbyterian church, I believe did some statistics and I, I got to check his Presbyterian or one of the other ones. Okay. But a friend of mine who was a scholar and I, we, we researched it. In 1978, the amount of people that went to church every Sunday in America was 78% of Americans went to some sort of church on Sunday morning from 1978 and prior to. In 2021, 16% of all Americans go to church. Oh, wow. And now you have more singers trying to get into the 16%. Now you have, Mm -hmm. whereas back then you had top 40, you had the top 40 singers, maybe a hundred great albums and singers and artists trying to talk to 78% of the country. And Mm -hmm. it was a plethora. Now you have 10,000 singers trying to talk to 16%. The culture (laughs) is not growing because we're not addressing the issues of the culture. So the church stands back on black issues, issues about politics. We have to kind of be cool and this, that, and other. And we don't speak to something. And then there's a culture of people saying, well, we we need somebody to talk to us. Tell us you understand. So I like to talk to the, the reason I've lasted for 40 years is I like to talk to cultures. My music talks to cultures. Yeah. You know, it's the culture of the forgotten. It's the culture of the downtrodden. It's the culture of the depressed. It's the, the yeah. culture of mm-hmm. does. Here's a big culture that nobody pays attention to. This culture is the, does God really like me? And if he don't, then forget him. I don't like him. Right. Can somebody show me? Because the yeah. church, nine times out of 10 in the past, has done what? We basically shine the light and say, hey, you got to get your life together. And, and people mm-hmm. feel far away from God. My ministry has all been like, man, we all a mess. We're doing the best we can. I'm going to follow this path. And you're welcome to go with me if you want to. You know, but I'm no better than you. I, I got it. So that's a culture. And now I get a chance. I've been studying film for 20 years. Okay. Now I think that the gospel, the best way for gospel, think about it. When gospel is, when there's a crossover hit in gospel, whether it's Marvin Sapp, Donnie McCurkin, Kirk, uh, Yolanda, 
and it plays right after Hardy B or, you know, whoever, 50 or whoever was hot at the time that they came out, it stands. It doesn't yeah. weaken in comparison. So right. the people that listen to that will listen to gospel. And they yeah. would, never would have made it came on right after something ratchet. Never would have made it came on. And those same people, nobody turned it off. Nine That's times right. out of 10, 90% of the people be like, yeah, never would have made it. It's, it's bad. Mm -hmm. It's this. So it yeah. can stand, mm -hmm. but there's just been a separation to just put it put it away. So now the film side is what's going to do it for me. Mm -hmm. And my films are a little different. They are real urban stuff. Like my, my film about the choirs, it's a choir uh, film. And it's a, I play a pastor and a dean of a fine arts college who saw his son murdered on the internet. And now... I have to figure out how to let God's grace be sufficient for me. So I want to quit. The pastor I play is a quiet alcoholic because all he sees all day is the image he saw when he opened up his iPad and saw his son beheaded. And that's all he sees. Wow. And he's praying, he's walking with God. He's really trying to get it. But God is taking his time on the healing process. It's mental health issues. But he knows how to do one thing. He does, he drinks in his private time to ease, to anesthetize the pain. Because mm -hmm. all day, he just has these images all day. But he still gets up at 4 a.m. and worships with some Ciroc on the table and <laughs> can worship his butt off. Mm -hmm. But he's in mental health issue, decline. And God is taking his time for a reason. And we don't know. So it's the scripture being brought to life, which is, I was sent by a messenger of Satan to buffet me in my flesh. And I asked God three times to get it away from me. And he didn't, mm -hmm. he didn't remove it. He said, my grace is sufficient. So now you got to see how yeah. sufficient God's grace is when he's in his decline. Because we only think God's grace is sufficient when we do what he asks. Mm -hmm. But that's not grace. That's something else. Mm -hmm. So film allows me to color it allows you to see visually, oh, this is what. Yeah. Then when the song comes, you like, it makes a more of an impact. Powerful, powerful. Yeah, yeah and, and I love what you said about, let me show you, right? So mm -hmm. now the film is able to show us the, the meaning behind this song, we're able to connect. And what you share with real life stories, those things happen yeah, to yeah. people every day. And this, this episode of Surviving Williams, um, at the end of the other episode, well, you know, you got people can watch it, but this this yeah, that's picks up this X episode. Mrs. Carol. Yeah, so that's yeah, what we're gonna yeah. say. It's a follow up. Yeah. It's a follow up from the X Mrs. Carol. Right. If, yes, did you, if you, see it? did you get a chance to see it? I did anybody? not. So I was I was looking for it. I was trying to figure it out. I just put a recap. I just put a recap Yay. on Instagram. Okay. 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 Yeah. We've been I'm, searching. Um, we were and checking I'm on the virtual. To, yeah, the virtual uh, stuff. We were checking to see if it was virtual performances. Yeah. Getting ready to. Also, after we show this episode tomorrow, I'm getting ready to re-release re the Christmas episode uh, so people can go okay. back and it'll make sense to Got it. Um, but the reality is now we open up this scene with Sam fighting for his life with COVID. Mm. And it was my, when I wrote this piece a year and a half ago, it was going to be like Bernie Mac. <laughs> I have a large family, 10, 10 brothers and sisters. 
And oh, wow. we are just a large loving family. Mm-hmm. And then we said, okay, I'm going to swing it. You know, it's a large loving family trying to make it through the pandemic. So Ro, you know, plays Deb, my mm-hmm. wife and I, we had to close our, our, our complex. We had a complex, a little mall, a little mini mall. And it had stores and shops and it had a beauty salon in it with, you know, 20 booths and a yeah. big barbershop on one hand and just that. So we were doing fine. But then the pandemic hit, and now she's mm-hmm. got to do hair in the living room, like back in the old days. <laughs> back in the days. <laughs> and we got to figure it out. And so we go through life just making the best of it. Well, now her husband has got COVID, and he is fighting for his life. And the family is called together because this is not looking good. Mm-hmm. And what I did was, I wanted to represent the half a million people that died. I wanted yeah. to represent the millions of people that almost died. And your I wanted own to represent the millions too. of people that had it mm-hmm. and made it out. And I wanted to show a part of the story that nobody pays attention to. I'll give you a little brief one. Sam, now Deborah has to sit with Sam's brothers and talk about the estate. Then mm. talk about the estate, and there's an issue. The health insurance is only going to cover half the bill. And they're already at, they're already struggling from March to now. Right. To get it. And so what do families go through in that pinch? Mm -hmm. And we try to show how families should come together. If your family didn't come together like this, it should come together. But at the same time, it ain't no end-all, cure-all. It ain't no, it ain't no automatic we got to see the things where she's going to be strong and, and, and the kids are trying to figure life out and everybody's trying to figure it out. That's what this story is about. And I said, when the Holy Ghost told me to write this, I said, that's not funny. Right. <laughs> that ain't funny. This is supposed to be a, this will be a drama, a comedy. Yeah. And he said, tell the story, let them know we see them. Mm-hmm. Let them know. They need to know we see them. Right. We see you. And we recognize you. We're praying for you. We're not going to just go on about our merry way and say, be warm and be filled. Yeah. But we see you. Right. We understand right. that. And I'm not now to let them be seen like, okay, y'all don't think that these people have some deep issues, some scars and hurt. How do you get the fact that now you're called and you can't see your loved one? If you're blessed, I heard this one time, somebody said, on your deathbed, if you're blessed to get one. Mm. And I thought about that and it made a lot of sense to me. Yeah. If you're blessed to get a deathbed experience, the blessing is your family gets to come around you. And even if you can only barely open your eyes, they can look in your eyes and tell you, you matter. Yeah. You mattered to me. And they may be crying and it may be filled. The room is filled with loved ones and they're all trying to see you for the last time. If you're blessed to get that, if you were blessed to get that, 2020 came along and stole it because now you're not going to get that. You might get a Zoom and like us, it's jiggy. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine somebody trying to talk to their loved one and and it's froze? Oh, goodness. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's all that stuff we don't talk about. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And now they got to sit down and think, and, and these people are leaving here. And the people are in the hospital are scared. Like, I'm not going to see you again. Am I going to die? I don't care what color you are. I don't care what, if you wore a red hat or a blue hat. People are dying and it mm -hmm. hurts. And all I'm trying to say is, we see you. And we're going to tell you a story. Wow. We're going to tell it with music. We're going to show how the comedy, that people try to lighten the mode uh -huh. with some comedy yeah. and, and keep yeah. everybody up. And we see how people don't want to hear nothing about it. You know, so this is what it's all about. And, and everything that you're talking, and I'm thinking Fred's songs are coming to my mind. I'm like, tell me where it hurts. All of those songs are coming to, to me. So I, I heard when I when I listened to um to a few interviews you did that there's some really, really, you know, some some good music in there, some great Fred music and some other music in there. So guys, when you watch Survivor some good music, tomorrow. But to keep it authentic, uh-huh, to keep it authentic. Sam is dying. Mm. And so it ain't a whole bunch of right. moments. But there's a lot of music in this. All, all I'm gonna tell you, there's a lot of music. Wow. And there's a lot of music. They they do it, put it like this. To try to raise money, they do a virtual concert in their living room. <laughs> uh -oh. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, okay. They do a virtual okay. concert. And when I tell you, Listen, listen, we were already excited. They was, man, when they was recording that, people was worshiping and shouting because I go back. I think I let this scene go back. We This new stuff, you know, break every chain and all that stuff, that's good. Uh -huh. Right. No, 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 no. I'm going back to Taking music back. and the day. And it's a whole segment of, man, this concert is so amazing that I just love it. I love it. So, it's a way to incorporate it and uh, just 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 walk through with it. But it's it's definitely painted in a different light. So wow. we can't wait. We can't wait. Like, we know yeah, you got. Yeah. We know no, you no, got to go. go, ahead, go. Ahead, we got one, We know you got to go. We got one more question for you. you. You've talked recently about this project embodying black excellence and God excellence. Right. So talk to us about why it was so important for you to you for this project to embody that, Black excellence and God excellence? Everything I've ever tried to do, if there was a tour I went on and we were putting it up, I just don't believe that the world should outshine God. Amen. Yeah. Straight up. So. We should be on top. With every dime mm. I have, if I got a penny, I'm gonna make it spin 90 different ways to give him his best. And yeah. I believe in that. And the people that are around me have to be in excellence. They don't have to be perfect. Mm. Because perfect is neurosis. Yeah. But if yeah. you do the best you can, and that's what they did. These people came, I don't even know we travel for a living. Last year, the, the day, the hour that they said churches is closed, the hour, $70,000 walked out of my economy and kept stuff, just kept money, just kept leaving because dates walked away. Wow. It just walked away. And we haven't worked 
like that since March of last year. Yeah, mm -hmm. about a whole year. 70% of our income is travel. Yet, I've been able to bring these episodes to life because every day I go to the cupboard, provision for the day is there. These episodes mm -hmm. are running me anywhere and I don't even know how I'm paying it. Sixteen dollars to $28,000 an episode. Wow. And there's no guarantee that people are going to be watching. Netflix ain't calling. Hulu ain't calling. But yet, when I go to the cupboard, I'm able to write mm -hmm. everybody a check and say, hey, guys, go feed your family during a pandemic. Hey, here's some money. Go make sure that your, your lights stay on during a pandemic. And all I ask you in return is act your butt off. You ain't even got to be the greatest person, but just put. And they did. Mm -hmm. They stayed late. They, they wore the mask, they put the work in, and they never complained. They would go somewhere and catch some sleep and be like, when it's over with, and I'll call a wrap for the day, it'd be two or three o'clock in the morning. People still sitting around figuring out, okay, so tomorrow, you know, what we gonna, you know, how, I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that. And they work together. That's black excellence and black camera operators and black, and we have some white people in there. My, my lighting guy's white. And we have one of the choir members, she's white, but 90% of the people are black and I'm giving them opportunity to learn. Editors are black. Wow. The, my DPs are, and, and, and it's excellence. And there's a bunch of people in there doing good business. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we ain't against nobody else, but you know. That's, in, right. that's inspirational right there. Yeah. Cause even when, you know, when you're speaking about it on the way you're laying everything out, I mean, I'm, I'm excited about it, you know, again, so surviving Williams tickets are already, going to be on sale you already have that there it's going to be going down tomorrow we will make sure we get our tickets we will spread the word on our end as well to to get it out there because listen man we see you pour your heart your soul everything yeah. into this you provided jobs for everyone i mean you really really again and it's one of those things knowing how you've labored and what you've done you know for several decades now to take all of that and now be able to transcend that and put that into something else that can even, you know, start that second. It's almost like when someone is on the coach and they're playing, you know, they're playing yeah. on the court for all these years. And when they're finished, guess what? They ain't going to stop playing, right? They're going to start coaching and they're going to start doing all that. So like, Going you know, into it's, the it's next amazing. phase. Going to the it's amazing to see you do that. Definitely is. So, you know, we, we thank you for real that, you know, coming on, talking to us. We know you're short on time. I'm sure you have a lot of interviews stacked up, but we appreciate yes. you coming through. We can't wait to get into this. And, you know, um, thanks I again. I'm going to be in the first viewing. So okay, people will be able to, I will be chatting with people in the Perfect. room. All you know, right. Tomorrow that, I'm in there. After that, uh, it goes to on demand. So like it. I, okay. when it goes on off, like an hour after that, it'll be on demand and people can just watch it at their leisure. But we I'm asking everybody there. to come to opening night. We, we will yes. be in the chat. We will be in there chatting with you. Yeah, <laughs> Thanks man. so much again. Chanel, you got any last Salute word? to the legend. Yes, yes. <laughs> Salute. We thank you so much, man. We appreciate you. Yes. Bless God you. Bless. I'm going to get off. I'm going back to yes. editing. And, and All right. Uh, thank, thank you. Thank you, Chanel. You guys, man. I love you guys. And Thank you. Love you too. Appreciate you. Love you too, man. Take care. All right. Bye-bye.